0: Another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. To tell us about what she's found interesting around the world when it comes to us saffers, we've got Jenny Baxter from SA People sitting in Antibes in France, where she's nice and safe and about to go into summer. How are you doing, Jenny?
1: Hi, Mal. I'm doing really well, except we had a Huge thunderstorm last night. It felt just like South Africa. It was just divine. I didn't want to go back to sleep. It was just like, oh, I've got to listen to this. So, so, yeah, so summer's not here
0: today. The things that remind you of home. I know. Obviously, the thing which has been in the news, I would imagine overseas as well as here in South Africa, has been the Cape Town fire.
1: Particularly because of um, parts of UCT Library that you know were devastated, unfortunately. I mean, fortunately not all, but Mm -hmm. um, that really made headlines all around the world because, you know, that's history and heritage that got burned. And and I actually spoke to one author whose um, dissertations probably – you know got destroyed that nobody knows for definite yet and she was saying you know um people said to her don't worry it's all digitized and so she went online and checked it and she said you know it's not exactly the same some of the uh, the you know the intro paragraphs are missing you know it's just and it's not the same as holding things you know mm. holding history
0: but it reminds me of that whole thing that went down where was it in um Wagadougou, somewhere near Wagadougou with the, the big libraries and, um, that they had up in West Africa when those yeah. all got destroyed by militants. Do you remember that yeah, whole story yeah, a few I years do. back? And that's yeah. sad. I mean, to go and destroy history, why? You know, in Cape Town, it's not like deliberately going out and destroying something, but it, it is sad. And I, I find that... You know, we need to learn from what happened in the past to be able to go forward with the future. Hopefully, most people get that idea. But um, what came out of it was that there's so many people that were forthcoming and helping people, especially the 4,000 students that got displaced and getting them fed and places for them to stay. And and people kind of think, oh, no, the library. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, no, those poor students.
1: Yeah, exactly. Wasn't that wonderful, the gift of the givers? I support them
0: 100%.
1: It's, they are just amazing. They never fail to, oh, what's the word? To deliver, you know, yeah. they, they're there before you've even thought to ask them to be there kind of thing. Um, humanity First, I think, is one of their missions. And um, and they were amazing. And, and, you know, and the SPCA got together with other organizations, you know, people were able to take their pets immediately to places where there was no smoke and leave Hmm. their pets in good hands. Others could donate. And then I don't know if you saw, there was such a cute story where there was a video that went viral um, with a, a white car and these huge flames. And then that night they managed to go back and get their car with the police. Uh, escorting them and everything and the firefighters had left such a cute little note on the on the windscreen saying you know we saved your car just thing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and a little smiley face so there's humans there. Those brave people up on the mountains are, are humans, you know.
0: Not yeah. Machines. Well, the thing is, is I think that sometimes these things come along at maybe the right time just to actually get some kind of a mental shift going that people start working together again. Because I think because we've been so po- like not polarized, but. Um, insulated over the last year or so that you know a lot of the time I think people have forgotten their humanity and how to work together as a group um, it's always about been about me 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 and now it was people coming together to actually save something which is worthwhile saving and helping other people at the same time so let's see more of that not just here in South Africa but worldwide as far as I'm concerned
1: no that was wonderful you're so right
0: so what news have you got for expats
1: Announcement that we said may be coming last Mm -hmm. week has come, and it is that the DA is actually going to take the government to court on May the 10th, I think it is, they'll be at Gauteng High Court, fighting for the, the rights, you know, the constitutional rights of every citizen to maintain their citizenship. So for all those thousands of people who inadvertently lost their South African citizenship after 1995 without even knowing that they were losing it, there will hopefully be a good outcome to this case and they will become South Africans again.
0: Very good to hear that. Now, there's also, I've got some news for expats as well from my side, because uh, one of my other podcast channels is called The Reading Room, where I talk to South African authors or South African critics, or we talk about books, we talk about the English language. And um, one of the ones that's coming up uh, in the next day or two um, is uh, by Mark Latilla. I interviewed him. He did this wonderful book called Johannesburg Then and Now. And um, it's all about, well, Johannesburg Then and Now. And of course, we started talking about Hillbrow because we both used to in hillbrow he was a dj and of course i was miss hillbrow and you know it's a (laughs) lovely book so if people are interested in, in reminiscing about the old days and we're talking about from like when johannesburg first started in 1886 right through until kind of the 80s and and looking back on the history of johannesburg and its suburbs and the randlords and all of that kind of stuff then i'd really say please do go and listen to the reading room i'll send you a link to it so you can put it up if you want to but uh, it reminded me of when he was talking about cape town because they did cape town then and now and one of the things i know you mentioned to me of course were all the hidden staircases that are in cape town that people can go and actually discover while they visit that wonderful city
1: yes i mean i had no idea i've, I've been up uh, you know one or two staircases but i never realized just how many there were and one of my colleagues Ted Buerta is based in Cape Town at the moment so he's gone on this, this whole thing for a few days where he climbed. I, I don't think his calves have, <laughs> have recovered yet, but he's climbed all the staircases, taken fabulous photos, which is in our travel section. And I would really encourage, you know, it's like there's some places, I think it's an island, where you can go and see all the different colored doors, even mm-hmm. at Hampstead. Mm-hmm. Um, and And I think that this should become a thing for Cape Town, is that travelers to Cape Town, you know, even from Johannesburg, should seek out these staircases because they're amazing you know
0: yeah I tend to go and just climb up skeleton gorge every time I'm there and every time I'm halfway up I think what are you doing you stupid person Getting up to the top of Table Mountain. It is worthwhile doing it. At the end, you have this sense of it, the problem is coming down. I think sometimes I must just walk across the top of the mountain and come down by cable car because going down sometimes is worse than going up. But also we were talking with Mark. I was also talking about the fact that um, there's a book which he's going to bring to me, which is fantastic, that you could do a walk the whole way along the Bromphantine Sprite from where it starts up in Hillbrow. And it used to be a walk that you could do the whole way down. And I mean, the Bronfen Teen Spade people don't realise actually starts in Hill Brown, then it goes underground by Parktown Boys, and it comes out again. It's it's a really fascinating thing. So, um, you, know, if, you know, when if any. If anybody ever wants to come back and have like you know little bespoke tours they can always kind of get hold of you and i and we will tell them exactly where they should go and do them yeah <laughs> and
1: when, when i lived in johannesburg in craig hall yes. was that the bramfontein spray to the end yes. of my garden yes oh beautiful yeah that was amazing
0: and it's, I mean, these days, it's where everybody runs and walks and cycles and takes their dogs. There's even what we call the dog bath bend, just below where you used to live as well. Um, it's, it's a wonderful space, and, an open space, and city parks have really come to the fore, as have Josie Trails, in creating this really safe space for people to go and walk and ride. They've planted lots of trees, they're trimming the grass, it's, it's, they've set up separate bike trails. So, I mean, you know, there are community-minded people who get in on, on the act. And, and I- so. Yeah, so that's that's a lot of good news that comes out of Joburg. You know, wake up in the morning and think, I live in a beautiful spot. There we go. All right, so mm-hmm. what news have you got from expats?
1: I was speaking to somebody a couple of days ago who just went to the Maldives. And so she went from England. She said the plane was empty on the way over. She said possibly four or five passengers. On the way back, there were at least three 300 people in the plane. And she said they were all South African. She said that apparently the South Africans can't fly into South Africa, uh, into England directly Mm -hmm. at the moment. So they're going to the Maldives doing their 10, 14 days, whatever the quarantine is, and then flying to London that way. Which is quite nice. I mean, have an island holiday on
0: your way to London. In the Maldives, its uh, I mean, they are beautiful. It really is. I just remember being there once and we were on this one tiny little island which took exactly eight minutes to walk around the entire island with your feet in the water on the beach.
1: Oh, that's beautiful.
0: Yeah, so I, I think I could buy one of those and be quite happy there, but a little bit worried about global warming. It might just take three minutes to walk around the entire thing in the not-too-distant <laughs> future. All right, so we've got South Africans going to the Maldives. Um, shame. And, and, oh, you know, the, the, I'm sure the big news overseas was this past weekend, of course, um, with uh, Prince Philip's funeral and uh, with the Queen and everybody feeling very sad for her. Isn't it her birthday today?
1: It is, she turns 95 today, and your old friend, Aggie, Aggie Orphanos, yes, um, he sent us a wonderful picture of the Queen with um, Nelson Mandela, which he took back in 1994, I think, um, and he's also written a lovely little story about, about the photo and his meeting of, of her, so check Facebook for that. Mm -hmm. Really, really nice. I've noticed a lot of South Africans suddenly sharing stories of the Queen quite that's well, even Gareth see. Cliff,
0: you know, yes, on Cliff Central, yes. he wrote the most beautiful thing for I'm Prince knows. Philip as well, because he met Prince Philip. And wow. I sat there and I just thought, you know, I actually just said, couldn't have said it better. Really, yeah. absolutely beautiful piece of writing. So if you haven't read um, what some of the people have been saying in, here in South Africa about things that are happening outside of South Africa, then definitely go and check it out. It's, it's, people yeah. sometimes do something.
1: We, we did share it on the as well, Gareth's. Well, yeah, You've got, something, you got something
0: here about Mars. I know that Gareth is from Mars, but who's from Fenzel?
1: <laughs> okay, so oh, it's, it's amazing. This week, history was made with the first little aircraft. It's controlled a helicopter. And powered. Yes, it's a little helicopter, just Yes, like we were watching now. it here. Yeah.
0: We were oh, watching it.
1: Watch it. Okay, so that was a South African guy who basically created that. He was the leader of the team that created that little helicopter, and his name is Jakob van zale um, He's from, uh, sorry, he's not quite South African, Southern African. He's from Namibia, mm-hmm. um, but he went to Stellenbosch University, You know, did his electrical engineering degree there and everything. Um, he's been an expat for over 30 years, has done amazing things in space, did this helicopter, and then really tragically, he passed away in August he, in California. He, um, he had a heart attack. And so he wasn't alive to see, you know, history being made this week and to see his helicopter actually worked, you know, it was successful. However, what NASA has done is where, where the, the rover has been filming and, and watching everything, it's on a ridge mm-hmm. and they've named that ridge after him so it's called the Fanzale Outlook and it's on Mars yeah (laughs) that's pretty cool
0: Now we just have to get some girls to Venus, I reckon. Okay, (laughs) so so local good news. Um, There's been a lot of uh, talk in the press, and of course, I mean, everybody loves their fellies. We all immediately think of David Kramer with his red fellies, yeah. Um, And my children are even like saying, oh, we need to get fellies. What was the news uh, taken over there? I mean, I know that the Olympic team is like on board with Felskun as well it's yeah, quite so, a strange so did you hear one how,
1: did you hear how it happened it was it was from rio when two friends two south africans watched them and you know there was a lot of outcry about the outfits the track suits mm. that they were mm. wearing um that the south african team was wearing and um and these two mates kind of said to each other oh surely we could do something better to represent south africa that makes us all proud and they thought you know what could it be and then they thought of fellies and then they thought oh you know they're just a little bit to traditional, they, they need something a little more modern. So they added a flash of color uh, around the base of the shoe and I think the shoelaces and that's how Falzcon shoes got invented, the, the company. Yeah. Um, and then they approached the, the Olympic committee this year and said, you know, how about taking our shoes letting us sponsor and and the, the sasquatch said yes please so it's fantastic we're going to see Fairlies out there and um and the company is in 28 countries around the world because you've had like hollywood stars like ashton kutcher matthew mcconaughey you know they're all into the Fairlies. so i just want to really encourage and get a drive going for South Africans around the world to join South Africans in SA and wear your fellies on a Friday, up until the Olympics, and and hopefully you know spread the word and get even more uh, foreigners buying fairlies.
0: Well, whenever I think about Falsko Friday, I think about the drive-in, <laughs> <laughs> no, good old drive-in in in uh, Randburg. Uh-huh. Oh, please, Daddy, won't you take us to the drive-in? <laughs> oh, yeah. i miss drive-ins terribly i mean that was such a lovely south african thing as well now there's none left isn't that awful so is there
1: none is there not even one no
0: they've all gone that would
1: be good with COVID, wouldn't it you could all stay in your cars
0: i mean yeah they should just bring i wish people would bring drive-ins back they've been trying to bring bring them back back. they should never have closed them down to begin with as far as i'm concerned it's so much fun (laughs) okay so entertainment wise um i know we've been speaking about um marked teacher over the last few weeks of course doing so well at the baftas and now we've got the oscars coming up haven't we
1: Yes. So on Sunday. So please, hold thumbs, cross fingers, for my Octopus Teacher, because you know I was speaking to somebody in LA the other day, and they hadn't even heard of my Octopus Teacher. So you know we really, really, really need needed to win the Oscar. Need everybody to know about it, um, because it it just. I, I think it'll attract a lot of people to South Africa to want to go and swim there. Then there's another film as well, Love and Monsters, which um, which you can also catch on Netflix. And that's directed by a South African guy, Michael Matthews. So we'd love that to win as well. It's, um, I think it's been nominated for the visual effects or design, mm. something creative it's it's amazing i watched it the other day it's it's really cute it's not monster scary it's just quirky and beautiful and
0: well i might watch that then if it's not scary that's fabulous for me yeah and um <laughs> then of course kingdoms of fire ice and fairy tales i saw that she she got the award above so many well-known people for her narration
1: that's the south african accent hey yeah that's what I'm I was saying.
0: <laughs> but I do get upset sometimes. I have to be honest with you. I'm busy watching Chicago Med, okay, which is on Showmax, I think at the moment. And they've got this new doctor who's just arrived in season two. And they say she's South African, but she sounds totally Australian. She does no. not sound South African at all. Why didn't they get a South African person to come and act it? Why do they get somebody who doesn't even sound vaguely South African, not even with a put on accent? But then you get You get Arnold Forslue going and he doesn't sound South African when he talks South African either sometimes. (laughs) That's
1: true. That's true. Even Charlize, there was something she did. That didn't sound very South African.
0: But she doesn't. She didn't speak English much in South Africa, no, and and, no. and this is something that everybody goes on about about charlie's Okay, oh no, she doesn't sound South African when she speaks English because she learned to speak English properly when she was over in America. Exactly. Same thing that wonderful rugby player Barret Britz, who used to live in Perpignan. In Perpignan, he had this yeah. wonderful little bar called Barret Britz, and he yes. used to play for the Blue yes. Bulls, and he went over to to do rugby there, and yes. met up with him, and. Speaking Afrikaans was much easier than trying to speak English to him because he he sp- spoke English with a French accent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Shem, Didn't something quite sad yeah? He was happen, murdered eh?
0: by somebody, who, uh, a patron in his um, store one night. who was a bit drugged up or too drunk, stabbed him to death. Yeah, oh, when had yeah, they tried to kick him terrible. out a that couple of terrible. years ago?
1: But but with Charlize, you're right because I interviewed her and she she told me as well. You know, the first time she ever really learned English was listening to American TV Absolutely. in America. Yeah, yeah, she trained herself. And, and but I did want to also say, I do think us South Africans always get so cross, why didn't they get a South African? But that's the whole point of acting. Yes, it is, Melanie. I, disagree I can see with Melanie you. shaking her face, shaking <laughs> her head. Um, no, no, no. You get people getting Oscars who are English acting with American accents. You get Australians with American. That's accents. That's not
0: the problem I have. The problem Charlie, I have is that Charlie's nobody
1: gets an American accent. Nobody
0: know? gets the South African accent right. It's annoying. No, get it right.
1: I think, I think no matter what. Uh, nationality you are, you will think nobody got your accent right. So it's so Australians say the same thing when they hear an American speaking with an Australian accent or hear a South African speaking with, do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, because it's ours, we know it.
0: Sorry, no, you're going to have to get it right, okay? That's all there <laughs> is to it. Right, so before we run out of time on this one, what have you got coming up in the next week or so?
1: Um, uh, Well, we're going to have lots of beautiful photos of South Africa on Facebook because we held back um, during the fire. It just didn't feel very sensitive to be posting beautiful photos, do Mm. do you know what I mean? So so, so we've got a stack of photos um, that'll be coming out in the next week. And then we've also got news about a scholarship for doctors in Southern Africa. Well, be for a degree that includes lifestyle medicines, which I just think is so important. You know, bringing nutrition and Mm. um, the holistic approach to healing.
0: I look forward to finding out more about that. Get some more people into it. Get traditional medicine thrown into the mix as well. And going back to traditional food and eating properly and not so much maize, which is one of those things that the colonists brought in. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: the maze, the maze. Yeah, yeah, maze, maze was, I mean, it's from South America, you know. Hello. <laughs> Anyhow, there we go. So all fantastic things, a lot of really interesting and exciting stuff that's happening. Let's keep our this cross for Mark's teacher. And yes. anybody who wants to put something up, of course, you just go along to sapeople.com. Get hold of Jen. I'm sure she'd be loving to hear all your news. And we'll catch up again with you next week. And don't forget, of course, we're going to do that thing about Johannesburg then and now. And we'll keep you updated with any wonderful music that's coming up, too.
1: Thanks, Mal. See ya Bye.
0: Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.